Hey there, my name is Paul and this is Out of Neutral, a weekly tune-up where we look to the Bible to get in gear and follow Jesus into the life he came to make possible. Today I want to talk about how to respond when you're tempted to think, if Jesus forgives my sin, why not just indulge? Now, if you've been around the church for a while, you know that Christians make a big deal of the fact that the wages of sin is death, but if that we confess our sins, Jesus will forgive us. We hear sin talked about in terms of its eternal consequences and the wonder of Jesus' forgiveness so much, we can start to think there's nothing much more to it. The problem with that is that it can make us feel as if there's no reason to deny ourselves. In a moment of weakness, Christian grace can feel like a hall pass that nullifies all the consequences of sin. That's not helpful. Understanding and remembering sin's many consequences, even for a believer, can give us the clarity and motivation we need to resist temptation when it comes. So let's consider some of them. First, sin is destructive even for a Christian. While it's comforting to know that God can forgive us, sin is still inherently destructive. Your pride can destroy your reputation, whether you're a Christian or not. Your selfishness can ruin a marriage, even though God is merciful. When Paul warns Christians not to sin in their anger, he adds, and give no opportunity to the devil, because sin invites Satan to wreak greater havoc in our lives. That's why Proverbs warns, an evil man is ensnared in his transgression, but a righteous man sings and rejoices. Resisting temptation and doing what's right doesn't just please God, it's good for you. Second, sin is enslaving, even for a Christian. Related to the destructive power of sin is the fact that it is addictive. We tend to think of alcohol, cigarettes, and pornography as being addictive. But the same is true of all sin. Gossip, lies, envy, and pride. They all grow in their power and influence over us as we give in to them. That's why Romans 6.16 says, Do you not know that if you present your, yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin which leads to death or of obedience which leads to righteousness? You're either growing in your addiction to sin or growing in your addiction to righteousness. Third, sin leads to God's discipline for a Christian. While God forgives a Christian's sin, that doesn't mean that he encourages it. In fact, because he loves us, he works to help us break free from it. One of the ways that he does that is through his discipline. Hebrews 12.6 reminds us, The Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. If you're a believer, God will bring painful consequences into your life when you sin to help you see sin's sinfulness and avoid it the next time. Fourth, Sin leads to the loss of heavenly reward for a Christian. We tend to think of heaven as a place of forgiveness, and it is. But it's not as if God just wipes the slate clean so that none of this life's decisions matter. While there's no punishment in heaven, we will receive rewards based on how we've responded to God's grace in our lifetime. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he's done in the body, whether good or evil. A Christian's sin will be forgiven, but it'll still lead to a loss of heavenly reward. 
In fact, the Bible warns that some Christians will enter eternity with almost nothing to show for it. How a Christian lives now will matter forever. And finally, sin hinders fellowship with God, even for a Christian. It's easy to think about the consequences of sin purely in terms of what it means to us. But it's that mindset that makes us so vulnerable to temptation in the first place. We're just thinking about ourselves. We need to also remember how a Christian sin affects the heart of God. Paul urged the church in Ephesus, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And the psalmist reminded us, if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Notice that it's not sin that we've repented of and sought forgiveness for that's a problem. But while we cherish iniquity, while we defend it, justify it, and continue in it, it gets in the way of the relationship that God wants with us. Now, there are many other reasons for a Christian to avoid sin. But remembering the very real consequences of sin for a believer is part of the arsenal that God has provided for a life of holiness. May God help you to remember these when you're tempted to say yes to what God has warned, no. That's all for this time. Today's video has helped you get out of neutral. Leave a comment, share it with your friends, and subscribe to join us on the journey.